Welcome, welcome to another edition of Fixin' to Talk Sports. I am your host, Ryan Brown, and joining me today are two of my good colleagues, two of my good friends. We got the host of the Foxborough Files, Dan Roach, and his fellow co-host on that pod, Zach Lacey. Boys, how we doing? We're doing well, man. Excited to, uh, you know, uh, talk about the NFL, talk about this, this weekend's past games and, and what we can look forward to next weekend. Great to be here, man. Thanks for having me back on again. You know, love to be back on this with you. The first two-time guest. We oh, would love to see it. What an honor. <laughs> uh, before we get started, uh, I, I do want to give you guys a chance to kind of plug your, your podcast. I know you guys have just got started. You're two episodes in. Uh, so let the people know, uh, what, what can they expect from the Foxborough Files? Yeah, so uh, Foxborough Files is an all-Patriots podcast. It's uh, three dudes. Uh, don't really have a, a strong football background, but, man, we just love the Pats. Uh, we pour over the, the depth chart, their their schedule, stats, kind of things of that nature, what we can see from uh, the games, uh, give you our thoughts on it, sort of where the team's at, what we'd like to see. Um, two episodes in, uh, we wanted to start on the offseason. And uh, that way we, we can sort of go through the whole team building process this off season and uh, then hit the ground running with our first in-season edition of the podcast in 2021. Yeah, man, if you're, if you're a huge Pats fan and you want to nerd out a little bit and talk the real in-depth shit and get behind the scenes a little bit more rather than just the surface stuff that, oh, the offense sucks, whatever, we'll break it down a little more for you and we'll have fun while we're doing it. Don't forget about your trivia. The trivia is a staple. Oh, it's a key at the end. Me and Mike suck at it. <laughs> but ask ridiculously hard questions. Just screw even you though, over. yeah, even though Dr. messed up his question on the last pod, I got it right. But a caveat: you got to go check that out. All right, I edited it out. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, you fucker! <laughs> All right, now <laughs> before we get going on our conference championship uh, weekend preview. We got to recap the weekend that was in the divisional round. Uh, it was chalk across the board for the first three games. And then Tom Brady came in and ruined that uh, as he sent the Drew Brees and the Saints packing in the final game of the weekend. Uh, the weekend started with Aaron Rodgers throwing for 296 and two touchdowns. Uh, he even ran in for a third uh, to lead Green Bay to a 32-18 uh, victory over the LA Rams Saturday night was capped off with bills and Ravens. The bills D just stifled the Mar Jackson and the Ravens offense. And then that pick six as the Ravens were going in to try and take the lead uh, by corner, Taron Johnson, just game changer, just sealed it for the most part. 17, uh, three in favor of the bills. Sunday is where it got real interesting. You had Chad Henny come in for the Chiefs. He had to replace a concussed Patrick Mahomes late in the third quarter, and he made just enough plays to keep the Chiefs ahead in this one. They, the Chiefs survived 22-17 over the Cleveland Browns. Rip the Cleveland Browns. Uh, nice little season they had here, but it's over. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the Bucks beat the Saints. Thanks in part to forcing four turnovers, three of which were Drew Brees interceptions. 
Uh, Tampa Bay converted those into 21 points, and that was basically GG. 30 to 20 was the final there. And so that sets us up with our conference championship games. You got Tom leading the Bucks into Green Bay to face Aaron Rodgers, the likely MVP. And you got Josh Allen and the Bills heading to Kansas City. We'll have to see if Mahomes is able to suit up for that one. Uh, so before we get to the conference championship games, do you guys have any quick thoughts on the divisional round? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, just my biggest takeaway is Mahomes, man. I mean, that injury, that could be devastating for their season. If he's not able to get through concussion protocol in a week, they're, it's not a certainty that they'd lose to the Bills, but it's they have a very tough time uh, keeping up with Josh Allen and that offense. Um, other quick, I mean, the Packers, they, Rodgers just looks good. Last year, they were winning games by – three points or whatever close games this year they're just blowing everybody out man he looks really good and tom just keeps doing it to my sadness but he keeps doing it man <laughs> and we'll get into that later on dan go ahead um you know I, I actually didn't love a lot of the games this past weekend i i had high hopes looking at the teams looking at the matchups um that first Saturday games, they were brutal. They sucked. Uh, the Buffalo-Baltimore game, nobody could get anything going on offense. I guess the storyline is there that Lamar Jackson in the playoffs can't get it done. Uh, so that was something, but it, it wasn't very fun to watch, I guess. Um, Bears, uh, Green Bay, they just, they're, they're just on two different levels. That was not a close matchup. Uh, Casey Browns only got close because Mahomes um, got out. Um, that, that probably was the most interesting one. Um and then Tampa Bay-New Orleans was a competitive game, but uh, I think a lot of the hype was made around sort of the Breeze, Brady, two greats going at it, what was going to happen. And, and that turned into sort of a turnovers, who, who won that battle defensively. Uh, I thought I thought Tom played fine. I thought Breeze uh, didn't play so fine, but it wasn't so much. Yeah, well, it wasn't so much either one lit it up, which is what I think uh, a lot of fans were hoping for. So not very exciting games, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, Breeze looked awful, just – under throwing, couldn't throw deep at whatsoever. But that's that's been the case for the last couple of seasons. Just hasn't he's just relied so much on the short and intermediate game. And it finally uh it just it just showed just where he's at. And if it, if this is the end for Drew Brees, it, it's rumored that that may have been his last game. Uh just shout out to Drew Brees for a hell of a career, certainly a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I was doing uh, some, some research today and, and sort of the difference they were talking about between uh, and they had some analytics between sort of Rodgers, Brady and Breeze wasn't so much uh, what those guys did offensively. But a lot of if you looked at the defenses when they were in their primes, uh, you know, Brady really taking that the, the lower salary meant a lot. So um, even though Breeze only got one uh, an all time great and what he was able to do there over his career, just extraordinary. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he. If this if he's done, he capped off one of the top five quarterback careers of all time. Like no question about it. All time leader in yards and touchdowns. He's been an absolute monster for so many years, breaking all the records for passing uh completion percentage in a year. He's had a ridiculous career and for a guy who everybody said was too short and the Chargers just gave him away basically. 
he has had a wonderful career and he's met so much of the people down in the new Orleans area and bringing everybody together after Katrina and everything. He's been a godsend to that area. Well said. So let's get into the conference championship matchups. We're going to start with the NFC championship. Tom Brady in his 14th conference championship appearance in 21 seasons. Hard to believe that it's, it's that many, but he's just, it's just, Oh, it's just, he's so good at getting to this point. It's, I know it's most all 13, the first 13 were with the Pats and the Pats dynasty, but man, it, him getting the bucks there year one. I mean, he's, he's in my eyes, he's showing that Brady Belichick debate is, is over. Um, so Zach, I'll start with you. Uh, what's the matchup or player to watch for in this one? Uh, man, there's so many good players on both sides. But for the Packers, I mean, everything runs around Devontae Adams. If that, if he doesn't get going, you got Aaron Jones, who's a stud, but they don't really have much else in the way of receive, receivers. I mean, Valdez Scantling can make some plays here and there. Was Alan Lazard. Uh, you got big Bob Tunyon at tight end. He's a red zone threat. But, I mean, Devontae Adams, he runs the ship there. Rodgers and him just make plays unscheduled roaming around plays that are just absolutely ridiculous. And he's shown why he's, in my opinion, the best receiver in the league. Yeah. He, he put together a really great uh, season this year. And I think there's no reason to think that he's going to stop now, especially with the high stakes. Um, I will say that, that I do like Robert Tunyon. I think, uh, you know, growing up as a Pats fan um, and Bill was always prided himself on taking away the best threat. So I think um, if that does happen, uh, if teams are able to commit significant uh, time and energy uh, and bodies to shutting down Devonta Adams, uh, Tunyon has showed uh, throughout this postseason so far that he can step up and make those plays. So um, if you had to pick somebody else who's not Devonta Adams, I would go with uh, as Zach called Big Bob Tunyon. <laughs> so I'm not going to go with a player. I'm going to go with a matchup. And I think the thing to watch is the Tampa Bay rushing attack versus the Green Bay rush defense. Tampa was a bottom five running offense in the league in the course of the regular season. And they have turned it up in the postseason. They went from averaging 95 yards on the ground in the regular season to 134 and a half yards per game in the postseason. And I know it's only a two game sample, but they went up against some pretty good defenses in Washington and New Orleans, and they were able to run the ball effectively. And so they didn't ask a ton of Tom, at least in the New Orleans game. Um, so if you've got that rushing attack to go with the aerial assault with Brady, Gronk, Godwin, Mike Evans, uh, you name them, Antonio Brown. I mean, that is, that is a very tall task for any defense, let alone a Green Bay defense where – in the regular season, they ranked 13th against the run. So above average. But if Tampa is able to keep this running attack going, they're going to have a uh, – Green Bay is going to have a real tough time slowing down the Tampa offense, in my opinion. Uh, DR, wh who's your – What's who or what is your X factor in this game? Uh, my X factor in this game, it's got to be 
so I, I, don't, I, I didn't pick a specific player uh, necessarily for this. Mm-hmm. I picked uh, their secondary. So you have like Antoine Winfield Jr. I know he's had a, a pretty good year for them. Um, they've got a lot of names in their secondary. They amassed uh, 15 uh, interceptions this season, um, a total of 25 uh, takeaways from other teams throughout the course of the regular season. Green Bay, uh, they took care of the ball very well. They were, they were one of the teams that had some of the fewest uh, giveaways. They only had 11 uh, throughout the year. That turnover battle ended up being a, a really big factor in the New Orleans uh, Saints game for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I think it all comes down to if Green Bay can uh, take care of the football, if they can continue that track, if they can keep it out, out of the hands of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary, that, that's something to watch um, for sure. Yeah, I, you know, I, I have to agree because my X factor is the turnover battle. It, it's a very cliche thing to say that, oh, you win the turnover battle, you're going to win the game. But in the, this year, the Bucks did not win. The Bucks did not win the turnover battle. They, had, they didn't win it in all five of their losses. And then Green Bay lost the turnover battle in each of their three losses. So whichever team can take care of the ball is going to most likely see themselves go into the Super Bowl. So, yeah, 100% agree with you, Dan. Zach? Yeah. And- <laughs> go ahead, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, th- this weekend, I think that, that that's a common th- thread you can pick. Uh, you're looking at Green Bay is the number one uh, team in the NFL in points this season. Uh, Tampa Bay was number three. Buffalo was second. Uh, Casey w- was was sixth, but I mean you're looking at top the top three offenses made made it this far to the final four teams. Uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna not score a lot, like they are or, or, or rather they're going to score a lot. So uh, taking care of the football t- turnaways takeaways can be really costful uh, when you get to this point. My my X factor in this game is gonna be the kickers, suck up <laughs> and and Crosby. I I think both these offenses are gonna score pretty like not at will but it's going to be a high scoring game and if there's any sort of weather in green bay i could see it coming down to a a missed extra point or missed kick missed field goal at the end of the game that this game's going to be close down to the end and i the kicking game has been a little bit of a question mark in the playoffs so far uh both those guys went perfect last weekend so they're going to need to keep it going this weekend if they want to make their teams push to the super bowl all right, yeah, so let's let's get into our picks for this one. Green Bay is favored by three, and the over-under is set at 51 currently. Uh, I will start. I, I, I spent a lot of time on this one. I, I went – I was flip-flopping back and forth. I could not make up my mind. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to default to the home team in this one, and I think that one way or another – Green Bay will find a way to pull this one out of the hat. So I'm going to take Green Bay minus three, and I'm going to take the over in this one. The over has hit in five of six uh, of the previous NFC title games. Not that that means a ton, uh, but also when the line, the over-under line is over 50, the over has hit four out of five. So take what you want from that. Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I think it's going to be a close game. So uh, as much as it pains me to do it, I'm going to take the Bucks plus three. Uh, just think it might come down to a field goal here or there, and maybe we get a two-point win for the Packers, hopefully. Sorry, Tom. 
and give me the over. Lots of points in this game. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pack Packers here. I just think um, as as much as the Tampa Bay offense recently has uh, found a little bit more gel, you still see flashes of mistakes. There was the Brady pick. Um, th- there's a lot of like plays that are just almost right, like the the Godwin catch, which I know some people are arguing was uh, was a catch. I didn't think it was a catch. Um, God no. Yeah, people. Yeah. That was not a catch, but there's just so many times when it's, when it's just, there's a hair off, there's something wrong. Uh, they, they get, they get going a little bit and then they take a bad penalty. Um, and when the stakes are this high and, and the way that green Bay has been playing, uh, I just, I like green Bay in this battle. I'm going to go under 51 um, because I do like the Packers to win this game. Uh, and they have shown a willingness to run the football and run the football often uh, with, with a myriad of backs. Uh, and successfully, I might add. So I, I, I think that it, once Green Bay gets a lead, they'll be more than happy to chew up some clock. I think this game goes a little bit quicker, and I don't think there's enough time for, for the over to hit on 51. All right. All right. That's fair. Uh, I think we do think it's going to be close, which would be a far cry from their regular season meeting where Tampa won 38-10 to 10, uh, and held – Green Bay to 201 total yards of offense. So hopefully we don't get a blowout like that when we get a highly competitive game. Moving on to the AFC championship game, you've got Buffalo going into Kansas City. Obviously, as we've mentioned, the health of Patrick Mahomes is the big storyline here. He's still in the concussion protocol, although he's he's making the, his way through it. And you also can't forget that he may be nursing a toe injury too. He stubbed his toe pretty good in the, in the earlier on in the game before he got concussed and was noticeably limping uh, the remainder of the game that he played. Uh, so that's if he could be very, even if he gets through the concussion protocols, he could be still at less than a hundred percent from a physical standpoint, let alone a mental standpoint. Uh, Casey dominated the bills back in their week six meeting and, uh, the Chiefs ran for a season-high 245 yards to go along with 225 through the air in a 26-17 win where the Bills posted a measly 206 yards of total offense. Noticing that trend there. Uh, Dan, who's your player or matchup to watch for in this one? Uh, so I went with the, the sort of three receivers here. I know um, – I went with John Brown, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis. I think that as good as Stephon Diggs is, and as much as him and Josh Allen have a connection, um, one of those guys needs to step up. Uh, last week against uh, Baltimore, John Brown went uh, 8 of 11 for 100. Or no, sorry, that's Stephon Diggs' line. He went 8 of 11 for 62 yards. Um, so he stepped up in a big way after a disappointing uh, regular season for him. He took a, a big step back. Cole Beasley targeted twice, no receptions. Gabriel Davis targeted four times, also no receptions. Both of those guys need to get back uh, on track uh, in a big, big conference championship game because I just don't think that John Brown is reliable enough to do it. And Stephon Diggs, as good as he is, he's not good enough to carry an entire offense and keep pace with a a team like KC. So look for the rest of that receiving core, uh, namely Beasley and Davis, to, to do something. Zach? Uh, 
my uh, is uh, the ru- the rushing attack of the of the Bills. Um, just like we were talking about in the other game, the best way to keep Kansas City from scoring is to keep them off the field. And if you can get the rushing game going, take time off the clock, bring long drives, score some points at the end of those drives. If it's Henny or uh, Mahomes, you got to keep that offense off the field. They're too explosive. They're still going to find ways to score, and they have enough playmakers to be able to push the ball down the field very quickly. So if you last week, I mean, Singletary seven carries for 25 yards, and TJ Yeldon two carries for four yards. That's not going to get it done this week. I know the Ravens have a very good rush rush uh, rush defense, but you got to move the ball against this KC defense and through the ground game is going to be very important to open up that play action to all those guys that Dan just mentioned in addition to Dawson Knox and their other tight ends. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to flip to the other side here and my players to watch are the chiefs running backs. When in the first meeting, Clyde Edwards Hilaire had like, I think he had 169 yards on the ground, nice. uh, 26 carries uh, in the first meeting. He's going to be, he should be, playing in this one he's going to be coming off of an injury so hopefully they will have him back uh bell maybe he'll get some run or maybe he just won't because he didn't play at all basically last week he had two carries for like six yards and then uh daryl williams got had 13 for 78 last week so maybe if if clyde's uh just not able to get things going because of the injury not a hundred percent maybe it's daryl williams but whoever it is the Chiefs need to get the ground game going, especially if it's Chad Henney in the uh, quarterbacking under center. He can, he's capable of making plays. And we saw that at the tail end of the game last week, but he also is going to be good for some pivotal mistakes. You saw that interception that he threw into the end zone. It was just basically like he threw a punt. That was awesome. Uh, that's inexcusable in a playoff game. I don't know if it was a, a miscommunication or what, but there was nobody there. He just, literally just threw it up to the safety. And I'm not saying he's going to do that again, but you have to be better with the ball. And so if, if it's Chad Henney behind center, or if, if it's Mahomes and he's limited in what he can do, you've got to be able to take the load off their shoulders. And the only way to do that is to establish a, a ground game. And so look for the running backs to get involved early and often for the Chiefs in this one. Uh, My X factor uh, is going to be the Buffalo Bills defense. Uh, Despite holding the Chiefs to 26 points, which was below the Chiefs season average in that regular season meeting, the, the Chiefs just obliterated them. They just ran and threw all over them. 466 yards of total offense from the Chiefs in their regular season matchup, the defense just has to be better than that. They have to be better. You, you cannot allow nearly 500 yards of offense and expect to compete, let alone win a game, especially in the playoffs. I don't care what the quarterback situation is for the Chiefs. The Bills have to be locked in defensively because uh, this could get this could be a shootout. And if it is, the defense has to at least limit or contain, slow down a little bit the Chiefs' potent attack. Yeah, uh, my X factor is Andy Reid. His play calling ability to be able, if it's Chad Henney under center, I'm assuming 
for this, it would be Chad Henney. Finding ways, creative ways to give him easy throws to Kelsey and these slip screens and other things, finding easy ways to make him not have to chuck the ball to Mecole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson 50 yards down the field and throw picks. Get him easy throws, be able to make nice, easy plays for him, and just let your guys go do what they do. They're so fast on offense. Just get the ball out of his hands and into their hands as quickly as possible. Don't make him make too many stupid plays where he has to just improvise and chuck the ball up like Mahomes can do. That's not his game. He's not he's not a starting quarterback for a reason. Uh, so Andy Reid, let's see what you got. Work some magic. It should be interesting. My X Factor, I picked um, Ed Oliver and Jerry Hughes. Uh, I went back and I looked at the, the film from the Chiefs-Bills game, and I watched the plays. Uh, and if you look at the stat sheet, Demarcus Robinson had a really big game for them. I know Travis Kelsey had two touchdowns, but uh, they were able to hold him uh, when it wasn't the red zone to uh, sh- shorter yardage uh, and things like that. So I think um, the secondary is the strength of their defense when you're talking about you know, guys like Micah Hyde and Josh Norman, Tredavious White, of course. So, uh, and I think that speaks to why Demarcus Robinson had a big game. Um, Holmes is uh, scanning the field. He gets all the way down to his third or fourth read sometimes, uh, and they're open. And so I think that guys like Ed Oliver and Jerry Hughes, they need to get home. Uh, Jerry Hughes, he's had a, a really underwhelming season for them. Last, uh, last game, he got home, got two stacks. That was big. And they ended up coming away with the the win there, but if you can get in a, in a potentially injured Mahomes' face uh, more, not to mention stopping Clyde Edwards-Helaire from running for over 150 yards, uh, those guys uh, are going to have their, their plate full, uh, and if they can step up, uh, provide a pass rush, and uh, in some way limit the rushing attack. If, if they can rush for, for as easily as they did, as often as they did, that's going to be a real issue for the Buffalo's defense. So I, I'd look for, for the Defensive tackles uh, and edge rushers to play a big role in the Bills game. Otherwise, they're going down. Yeah, I uh, kind of agree with both of your sentiments there. So let's get to our picks. Uh, so Kansas City is currently favored by three, although if Mahomes is out for this one, I would assume the Bills would instantly become the favorites. So TBD on that. We'll assume that Mahomes plays and KC remains the minus three favorite. Uh, the over-under is currently set at 53 and a half. Uh, Dan, why don't you go ahead and give us your picks for this one first? Uh, 53 and a half, I, I like the over. I mean, I think we all have to assume that Mahomes plays. Uh, I think he's a competitor. I think that um, even if he is hurt with the level of skill and the talent around him, uh, he'll still, if he's on the field, he'll, he'll, he'll play well. Um, and I think that the, the only way that the Bills are going to have a shot in this game is to throw the ball, and I think that they're going to be chasing a lot of points. I like the over here. I think it'll hit um, at 53.5. KC uh, minus three. Um, I'm also going to take that. That offense is just too good. Um, you know, if Mahomes is is healthy and, and on the field, I don't see how it doesn't hit, um, and vice versa. If, if for some reason uh, the concussion is really bad, um, which you got to think in a a divisional round playoff, if a guy goes out with a concussion, especially as tight as that was, and he doesn't come back and they rule him out rather than being as ambiguous, maybe this is pretty bad. And maybe maybe we don't see Mahomes. Um, but I guess we'll find out this week. 
All right. Uh, I don't know. Just a gut thing, man. It's so hard for teams to repeat. And you don't see it too much. I re- I'm just I'm gonna take the Bills plus the points and give me the under. Hope I think that they're gonna slow the game down the, with this rushing attack and the short, short stuff over the middle. And I think they somehow contain Mahomes and that offense just enough to eke out a win and hit the under. So I've got. Bills straight up in this one, uh, which is interesting because the favorites have historically won the majority of matchups in AFC conference title games. The favorites are 36 and 14 straight up uh, in the past 50 years, but I'm still going to go Buffalo money line. (laughs) Who cares? Uh, And then for the over under, uh, interestingly enough, in the past 34, for the past 34 games, it's split 17-17 for the over and the under. Uh, so literally, it, it's, it's... So you flip the coin. Yeah, flip <laughs> the coin, do whatever you want. Uh, so I'll, take, I'll go with the under and say that Mahomes, if he plays, isn't able to stay, play from start to finish. Uh, and that Penny's going to have to come in. And we saw that the offense wasn't able... While it was able to make some plays, wasn't able to put any points on the boards for the last 18 minutes of the game, or uh, whoever long it was that Henny was in the game for. So I'll take the under in this one. Uh, so with that being said, I do want to get your thoughts on some the potential Super Bowl matchups. Uh, it, it sounds like we have some different uh, potential matchups uh, that we think will happen but I want to get your guys' thoughts on what you want to see and what you don't want to see. So we'll start with the Super Bowl matchup that we most want to see. Zach, I'll start with you. All right. We've, uh, we've talked a lot about this off air. Um, that we have. But the most, most I want to see is Green Bay Buffalo. I don't want to see Tom win in another jersey. And I don't want Mahomes to to win because I think he's got a chance to win more, even more championships than Brady because he's that good. So in that, I want Josh Allen to beat uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Super Bowl just solely for QB legacy-wise. Nothing more than that. Uh, I got no real ties to any of those other teams. Uh, I think I think uh, the one that I would like to most see is, is Mahomes Brady. Um, I did want Brady to lose against the Saints because uh, it would have been two greats going at it. And uh, I like Brady's legacy, but I liked it when it was with the, the Patriots. And as much as, um, you know, he is with the Bucks now, the people come out the woodworks and they think that like, like remember when Aaron Rodgers played Tom Brady a couple of years back and they were like, it's, oh, it's the goat versus the goat. Like, no, it isn't. It's like some has been versus the goat. Um, and, and so those people will come out of the woodworks again, if Rogers beats Brady. And, um, I think out of the two story, I get, I, I have no problem with Brady playing the bills. Uh, I think there's a cool narrative there where, you know, the bills finally get the super bowl and then either they get to overcome the guy who's sort of, uh, been, uh, really kind of beating them down, uh, for, for years, uh, or, you know, Brady continues to beat them down and it's sort of comical. So I think that there's a cool storyline there. Um, but I think the one I prefer is Brady Mahomes, the new guy versus, uh, you know, old MJ. 
All right, so mine is Tampa versus Buffalo. Hear, hear me out. Just imagine Josh Allen at the young, tender age of 24 years old, only his third year in the league, leading Buffalo all the way to the Super Bowl, which hasn't happened for Buffalo since 1993. The Bills would be attempting to win their first championship in 55 years. And who would be standing in their way? None other than their arch nemesis, the GOAT, Tom Brady, who went 32-3 and three against Buffalo in his time at New, in, with New England. Brady would be going for his seventh Super Bowl, which is unheard of. He already has the record with six. Playing in his 10th Super Bowl, he already has the record with nine. Just trying to prove, Brady trying to prove that he can win a championship without Belichick. For me, that's just, that's easily, easily the matchup that I would most want to see out of the four that could potentially happen. Uh, now, the Super Bowl matchup that I least want to see is Green Bay, Kansas City. For me, it's just not as intriguing as the other three potential matchups. It's the two one seeds, yay, chalk. It's, it's Mahomes going for back-to-back -back Super Bowls at age 25. I mean, that's, I guess, cool. But, like, also, like you said, Zach, not cool if you're a Patriots fan or a Brady fan that doesn't want Mahomes to be the GOAT. Brady is the GOAT for us. And then you've got Rodgers just trying to win his second title, first since 2010. Like, whoopty freaking dude. Just, the, for me, the only people who, who should want Green Bay, Kansas City in the Super Bowl matchup are fans of those two teams and State Farm. <laughs> State Farm is probably the execs at State Farm are drooling over that oh, matchup. Yeah. They want their two boys in that matchup. The ads, they would they would multiple ads throughout the Super Bowl. The ad revenue, that's they would be, they would be, oh my God, they would be thrilled to say the least. Um, but literally other than that, don't, don't give me that. That's the worst matchup in my opinion. I'm going to go, uh, I, I hate the bills green Bay pick Zach. That's my least favorite. Uh, the, I, I, the bills are not really that great of a team. I think compared to everyone else, I think they're the least likely to, to come away with a super bowl. Uh, if I had to pick one and then, and the Packers look good. I think that's not going to be a non-competitive game. I don't really care. I don't think there's a great storyline there. Yes, the Bills' uh, drought exists there, but I think that's a lot more interesting with Tom Brady at the other side of it. Uh, I hate that matchup. I just – I would not be interested in that. I've, I'd watch, of course, because I love the NFL. I'm a fan of the sport. But uh, given all the other options, that one's just comparatively dog food. I couldn't, I couldn't care less about the actual product of the Super Bowl, it's all about the legacy. That to me is why I, the most I don't want to see is Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. Right, but you can acknowledge you picked that one because you don't want the legacy of other people. Right? Like 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 you picked this one cuz it's the least impactful legacy wise. Yeah, because yeah, that was the question, which one do I want to which one do I like the most? Right. But I, so, I like this one the least because it, there's there's no real well, you're you're, you're more worried about the the actual football product than I am, right? Which I don't care at all about because I don't. I'm gonna watch it either way. I don't, but I don't care 
like I don't have a strong love or hate towards any of those teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Besides, I guess Tampa Bay that I hate because Nick and Jonathan are, oh, they're the worst. But regardless, uh, yeah. So Tampa Bay, Kansas City. If Tom, if Tom wins against Mahomes, like it's good for his legacy. But at the same time, he wins in another jersey. He beats the best court, like the best quote unquote quarterback in the league. And then he get, then he comes back to New England next year as a Super Bowl champion with the with the Bucks. That's miserable. Or you get Mahomes beating Brady in for his back to back, and then the goat debate is just ri- wild. It's just going, uh, even after three years in the league. So that's the one I least want to see. Now you said at the tail end of your most recent Foxborough Files podcast, and uh, I may be paraphrasing a little bit, but uh, you are terrified that Mahomes might win 10 championships? Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's a chance. I just, man, just seeing how hard it was for Brady to win six. I know he's, he's getting there, like, what feels like every other year, but there are going to inevitably be bumps in the road games where he plays lights out and somebody else just outdoes him or he gets hurt one year or this or that. I mean, you look at the Brady resume in the Super Bowl six and three, those three losses. I mean, the two fluke lose losses to the giants on ridiculous catches late in the game. And then he loses to a backup quarterback for the Eagles he, while he throws for 500 yards, like, I mean, stuff like that is going to inevitably happen. So I, while you may be kind of over-dramatizing it a little bit, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I just, I can't see 10 conceivably in a career. I can't. All right. Maybe 10 was like a, a, like a reach a little bit, but him breaking Brady's record is more what I was going for. Yeah. Okay. That's, um, that's fair. Yeah. So 10, yeah. 10, 10 might be a little, little much just, just a little bit, but you know, <laughs> set seven or eight. <laughs> I, if, if he goes and wins the second one right now, this uh, eight, I don't know, man, it could be a run with like four and six years or something like that. Just, I mean, he's on kind of the Brady trajectory winning in the first couple of years. So uh, I, yeah, I, I'm scared. That. I'll give you that. I just, I mean, as much as like people overblow it, I don't think it's really overblown that Brady taking those contract, uh, like taking less money up front and and sort of things like that meant so much for this team. Like like that team can't keep Kelsey and Hill and and other weapons around him while maintaining a good offensive line and then a competent defense. And there's just, Andy Reid's a good coach, uh, and him and Mahomes, I'm sure, will be together for a long time, and I'm sure they'll have success. But the sustained dominance that um, – not to mention that for years, the AFC East uh, was dog food. So the, the Pats were almost guaranteed a playoff position. I just – Mahomes is really, really, really good. But there have been like, – like Brett Favre won three straight MVPs. There are a lot of really good players that uh, are sort of the, the hot topic in that moment. And I, I get that he's got a chance here to go uh, two out of three, but it's a tall ask. And w- once he starts getting to like, you know, knocking on three or four, you know, if he gets there, then uh, I'm willing to 
to sort of have that conversation of, is he going to pass Brady? But right now I'm not really there yet. And for that reason, um, I don't really have a, a fear of them in getting to the Super Bowl. I, I'm just saying if he goes back to back right now, it, that path just catapults. Like if he, if he loses this year and may, and then maybe they don't get back again for another two years, then we're, we're okay. But if he wins two in a row, man, just, I don't know. I, it, it scares me. Fair. All right. I think that's a wrap here on this episode. Uh, before we sign off, I do want to plug all the other mouth and off sports family of podcasts. Uh, you got the cool zone hosted by my brother, Nick and Jonathan Sullivan. You've got the aforementioned Foxborough files with Dan, Zach and Mike Ayula. And then you've got the original, the mountain off show hosted by Dan Sadik alongside Zach and Jonathan. So for Dan and Zach, my name is Ryan Brown, and thanks for listening to another episode of Fixin' to Talk Sports. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. For you.